This episode of Ride at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets, where happening right now, Dungeness Crab now available. Oregon and Washington caught. Cooked Dungeness Crab has arrived at your local Zupan's. They've got the biggest in town. And while you're there, of course, check out their Sumo Citrus. It's a winter citrus favorite. I know I love it. Juicy, seedless, easy to peel. Some of the best uh, fruit oranges that you're ever going to have. So pick up those Sumo Citrus at your local Zupan's in because we are post-holidays now. Some great holiday sales taking place. Up to 40% off Christmas ornaments, holiday home decor, holiday candles, and much, much more if you you shop at your local Zupans, you know how great this stuff is. Right now, get up to 40% off. Also, on sale through January 9th, you can save on Double R Ranch Prime Ribeye Steak, Carlton Farms Boneless Pork Shoulder, Stuffed Jalapeno Peppers, Grapefruits, and much, much more. Best way for you to find out about all of this is becoming a member of the news feed. You can do that online at Zupans.com. And of course, stop by one of the three local locations, McAdam, West Burnside, and Lake Oswego. Right, here it is time once again it's portland's food scene podcast right at the fork with your host chris angeles from portland food adventures and i'm co-host court johnson thank you court once again we complete our 10th year of the podcast with our most frequent guest gary okazaki gary the foodie who over our years if you go back and listen to him he's been uh, certainly the guy who goes to every restaurant, not every, but most every restaurant and pop-up, the day that it opens, he likes to be out there on Instagram with it, and he's done an incredible job. There was a time a few years ago where he was a little bored of the Portland food scene and wanted to move somewhere else, and then he decided subsequently not to do that. So he's back, and I think 2023 was the year of Gary because he did a lot of eating and a lot of discovering pop-ups um, and sharing them on his Instagram, which is, of course, at Gary the Foodie. And uh, I always enjoy talking to Gary. We have a, we also share a love of baseball. He's a Braves fan. I'm a Mets fan. Um, so it's a healthy rivalry we share. Um, and we've shared a few meals over the years and plan on sharing more as well. Following him is a must if you care about food in Portland, because he's going to share more food on his Instagram than anyone else. And he also travels internationally as well. So this guy has a perspective that nobody else has. Um, I love when Gary's on the podcast and it seems our listeners do too, because we get, uh, it seems we get, higher ratings with Gary when he's on than when he's not. So we should probably just have him on 52 weeks a year, but we're just glad to have him this week. Gary Okazaki, Gary the Foodie, right now. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. Unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers and local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest bounty in Portland. West Burnside, McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Ringside Steakhouse. 
For over 78 years, Ringside has been providing the best steaks and has been the home of the beacon of great hospitality in Portland. Make a reservation today at ringsidesteakhouse.com. And while you're there, sign up for their mailing list to be the first to find out about exciting specials and events going on at Portland's beloved Hallmark restaurant, Ringside Steakhouse. And by Portland Food Adventures. It's your opportunity to travel to the world's most celebrated food destinations with right at the Fork host, Chris Angeles, and some of his favorite chef friends. Check out PortlandFoodAdventures.com for exciting and delicious itineraries to Spain, Italy, and elsewhere. Stay in great hotels, eat incredible food, and leave the planning to Portland Food Adventures. No, I'm excited to have you. You know, I'm looking at your list. Here's what I find humorous, and please don't take offense to anything I ever say. But, you know, I remember it was on this podcast a few years ago, or maybe it was just personally. You said you were tired of the eating here. You were tired of the Portland food scene because the rest of the world was better. I think that was kind of the reason that you really liked Eating abroad and elsewhere in Portland was sort of boring you, but it's not boring you this year, man. You've been out to a lot of places. I I have, but there is a wide discrepancy between Vienna, Paris, London, as it should be. I mean, those are major metropolitan areas with – it just is. The the level of food is just different. I mean, I'm sorry to say that I I, I created a list of the top 200 restaurants in the world – Right. The restaurant doesn't appear until like number 46 and the top 45 are all outside the United States. Wow. Just- so, but yeah, but let's be clear here. Your criteria is based on elevated food, right? Well, Generally. Yeah. I, I got to admit that on the top 200 restaurants, almost the vast majority, the vast majority are tasting menu. Fine right. dining expensive yeah, the, yeah. what most people in portland would do is a treat once a year right that's and i know, don't know, i mean i i don't know how in the top let's just say top 100 i don't know how many of those meals are under a hundred dollars a person i would doubt very few if any so are, yeah so, but here's my thing with that food. And I've eaten, you know, I've eaten my share of it. Nowhere near as much as you. But my problem with those tasting menus with, you know, 25 courses, I can't remember a dish. I, you get two bites and then you're on to the next one. And it's among 20 other things throughout the day. I can very rarely, unless I go, uh, uh, so look at my pictures. I can very rarely remember anything that was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Because by the time I decide it's awesome, they're pulling away the plate and they're bringing the next thing. And that's my, that's my take on it. And I, and I enjoy it. I enjoy the experience, but man, I'll tell you, I, I had calzones in Naples that I would put right at the top of my list of enjoyable experiences versus the elevated dining. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that's your criteria. But, and so well, I, I, I like what I like. And for me, right. 20 or 30 courses, you take a picture of it. You, you, you write down what it is. And then you could look at it later and you say, Oh my God, this, 
the the cohesiveness of this dish was stellar and the, and the flavor profiles and using this ingredient that ingredient that i've never seen before that's awesome and yeah it's and and just the execution level you're, i'm just totally blown away by places i i know you've been to disrutar before a couple times and that's one of my top five places in the world that I've eaten at. And yeah. And I remember a few things from there and I, and the food was so incredible. I got lots of good pictures from there. Yeah. So that's, you know, there was a good Instagram day, but um, yeah. Oh, it's your top five. Have you been to you? you we've discussed this. You haven't been to Ezra Mende. I've not. I, the thing is I've not been to Azar Mende, but I've had chef's food at Manresa when he flew in from Azar Mende to cook with David Kinch at Manresa, which was, okay. he cooked for like 30 people. And Okay. I don't even think I'm pronouncing it properly now that I think about Azar Mende. it. Azar Mende. Azar Mende. Is, wouldn't it be Mendy? Mendy? I don't oh, know. Well, actually, Azar you Mendy. spend more time in Spain than I do, so you would, you would know how to pronounce it. Well, I'm working on that. You know, I've come to the realization, and that's a that's a further discussion. I've come, that I have a my memory is rough as it is in the, my 60s, so you know I'm having a hard time grasping onto English vocabulary sometimes. So to learn a brand new vocabulary, I'm finding I've just kind of almost thrown in the towel, and uh, I'm embarrassed by it. But there's that's why why, why we have Google. Google Translate. Exactly. So we're talking about Google Chrome. Do you use do you use any of the translating yeah. programs when you're traveling? Is, isn't it Calzone? Calzone? Calzone. Calzone. Yeah, Calzone. It depends. You know, we were Court and I were doing the same thing uh, with Panettone this morning. How do you pronounce it the English or the Italian way? So no, it is Calzone, although there they call it fried pizza in Naples. Right. Simple fried pizza. So I need. I, I, I need. I, pardon to interrupt. Hopefully, Court will lead this in. I need to get some scotch. So I'll be in just a second. You talk. Oh, that's fine. You know what? Let's take a break. While you're doing that, we're going to take a break uh, for a second and hear from our friends, where you can get a lot of great <clears throat> scotches at Ringside Steakhouse. We'll be right back. Hey, Chris, we are pausing just a moment to talk about one of our favorite places to eat, Ringside Steakhouse. Hey, Court, I know you love the hats, and I kind of do, too. I always have a hat on. Mm -hmm. For the first time in Ringside 79-year history, you can get a hat, T-shirt, even an apron for your favorite Ringside fan. Those are available in person on West Burnside. Go to when you, while you're eating, ask for them, or just stop in after what four thirty, I guess. Yeah, this is really exciting for me, Chris. We were talking about this off air, and when you told me this news, I got really excited because uh, a few years ago, I noticed somebody back of house at Ringside wearing a really cool Ringside T-shirt, and I thought. I would like one of those, but you know, it's ringside steakhouse. You wouldn't necessarily think to go there and buy a t-shirt. Now you can first time in 79 years. This is exciting. This yeah. should, this should be headline in the New York times. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so take advantage of that. Also take advantage of the three course prime rib dinner that takes place on Mondays. You, you've done this. Oh yes. And it used to be Wednesday. So be aware. Cause I yeah. had a friend join me for dinner once and she was expecting Wednesday night prime rib not happening. So, yeah. um, but they do have it available outside of the special on weekends as well. So you can get prime rib with their unbelievable Yorkshire pudding. Um, 
on those nights, but the special is Monday night. That's the night to do it. I was there last night. Wednesday night, it was packed. So, um, but I wasn't packed to the point where you couldn't walk around in the uh, the hostess host section. But it was it was nicely packed, and of course we had an incredible, including a, a meal, including the wagyu, which anybody has to do once at least in their lifetime or more. Once you do it once, you want to do it more, and I have. Make a reservation. You can do it at ringsidesteakhouse.com or on the Open Table app. Oh. Why do you need to drink? Tired. It's been a long day. So that's not going to make this any better. Of course, this would be great. <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding? This is great. What? All right. Court, court should probably just leave that in and insert yes. the commercial yeah. either before oh, or court. after. Hi, so. court. <laughs> Hi, court. Hi, audience. Cheers. Cheers. Toast, toast to Portland and all the people toast that you... Toast to Portland. The, all the people that you beat to reservations. Oh, I... I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, Portland's my home. What do you want to say? I, I mean, I know you get, you got to figure it out. You know, I, I just think you're awesome, and I love when there's a new restaurant, and you absolutely have to be the first one there. If you're not the first, what do you do, man? Do you go to a therapist? It depends on what restaurant. I, I mean, I, I can't be the first every single time. Although it just depends on the restaurant. The higher the profile restaurant, the more likely you'll see me first in line, first day. Right. And then you just learn about the pop-ups. So you're like the first one in on the, a lot of the pop-ups. Yeah, too. That's, I, sometimes I try to be, that's, you know what? This, this is the trend. The big trend this year is pop-ups residencies. I, I never thought I'd see pop-ups, come close to 2014 2015 in portland but this year it exceeded it because you just have to add the residencies too there's just so many they they're just so every single there's a new one every single week if not multiple right so i have a couple of questions on that so one would obviously be why is that but secondly are they making money is this just a stepping stone to a restaurant um or is you know you've got the little dames out there that have uh, you know keep switching everything that they do up um you know there's quite a few of those places and then you got other places that don't want to be open seven days a week so why not fill it with somebody else who's paying a little bit of the rent what is the reason for is that the reason I do. You know, Chris, one part I don't know is each deal that's cut, like, do they have to pay rent? Or is it, or for the majority of them, do they not pay any rent and, and they get a cut of the sales? I just... Oh, that's what I'm guessing it is, but it, it does amount to uh, help in rent for the for the lessor. That, that's got to be the case, because why else would they do it? Because... Well, yeah, they're not doing it for free. I mean, I assume they'll do it for a friend for a night or two, but on an ongoing basis. Okay. They got to have an arrangement. So, but but is this the new food cart? Is this like the chef saying, "I don't want to be out freezing my butt off. Let's do let's do a let's pop up somewhere, only, and then I can be warm." Not only that, food carts still cost money fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars for a food cart versus no cost whatsoever or very little cost to pop up somewhere. Right, and so you and you can pop up and look and feel and look and operate like a restaurant. Exactly. Without, without, well, that's, see, that's the big question is that when you put 
pop-ups and residencies on a restaurant list, is that fair for the restaurant who have fixed costs? They have employees. They're paying property taxes. They're paying taxes. They're paying fees and this and that. And the pop-ups and residencies don't have that. They don't have those fixed costs. I don't think. Well, yeah, but they're, but I'm sure that the restaurants who invite them in are doing the, are, have a spreadsheet and they're figuring out how it works for them. You know, they're not, they might not have a line item for heat and, uh, you know, some of the exact line items that they have, but they're probably figuring out and saying, if we charge these people, I don't know what it e- would even be, but you know, if, the, if they end up giving us a thousand bucks on the night we're not open. Right. Um, you know, that, and they do it two nights a week. That's $8,000 a a month and they don't have to lift a finger other than open the door. Let me ask you a question. Eater named the 12 best new restaurants in America and Astra Duality was one of them. And I couldn't be happier for Johnny and LB who, who are, who run Astral at Duality. I love Astral at Duality. I'm always there. But they're not, are they? But they're not really a restaurant. They're residency. Is, is that fair for the other restaurants on who didn't make that list? What do you think? Uh, oh boy. Well, I you know I just straight up on the Eater Thirty Eight. I think it sucks that their food well, carts on there when there are great. a lot of good a lot of good restaurants cool. on there. There are a lot of good restaurants that aren't on there. So, That's actually a very good point you're making. Not just there are residencies, I think, on Eater Thirty Eight too. There, especially there are most definitely food carts. Is so you're saying you think it's not fair for even food carts to be on Eater Thirty Eight? Well, here's what I, the way I think of it. I think they should have a separate list. But I think someone going to a city uh-huh. and they're looking for the top thirty eight places to eat, right? Uh, maybe there's a top 38 dish in a food cart, but I'm just saying if you're traveling and you reference the Eater 38, uh, you know, and I had a problem. I mean, I always thought Eater uh, Ringside deserves to be on the 38 because there's a certain uh, segment of the population that what Ringside does, that represents good dining. It's not the next new thing. It's been for 70 Eight, nine, almost eighty years, and they do what they do well. So that, that so my problem uh, the, the, when I arrived at this for me it was a conflict was why isn't eater uh, why isn't ringside on there when some brand new food cart that just opened? I mean, you're talking about somebody who's honed it for seventy seven years, but a brand new food cart is the next new thing. And if someone's coming in from out of town, would they? enjoy you know eating dining inside and having service or standing outside and waiting for 20 minutes in the cold that to me isn't a dining experience i'm i'm sure the food is good but it all boils down to is it food or experiences i'm someone who give me nice atmosphere and if the food isn't quite as good i'm if the service is great and the atmosphere is great and it's not you know the best food i've ever had i'm happier than if I'm sitting there freezing my ass off and sitting on an uncomfortable bench with a number in front of me waiting for them to come plop my food down in front of me and never say another word. And then I got to get up and get my own water. If I want something else, it's a whole, at a, at a fast casual, it's a whole bullshit thing. What if I want something else? I got to go wait online and pay at the, re- the cash register again. I, I don't like it. I guess the devil's advocate on your criticism is that everyone's culinary experience enjoyment is 
different and maybe for us. Right. And also there's, it's less so, well, actually it's a cost difference too. Blue carts in general, you would think would be less expensive than ringside. <laughs> Not so much. That's well, yes, that for that, sure. If that, you're making that comparison. That's exactly what I, what I was going to say. That, that it's shrunk that the cost, difference has shrunk it's not as wide a disparity as in the past right i mean you know what it's probably the same disparity but the, the bottom end has come up you can no longer think oh, i'm going to go to a food cart and spend eight bucks in portland i can do that out here on the coast i can find out where to, I, I just had some tacos and that place i just noticed the place in rockaway that takes cash only every single item that was 10 has a piece of tape over it now and it's 12 and that's happened everywhere and we understand that i'm not bitching about that but um the fact is a food cart you know you can get 18 dollar dishes there now and it's not and then they're looking for a tip on top of that which is you know, that's fine. But if it's the owner sitting there, that's another question. Do you have to tip if it's the owner doing all the work? Yes, I guess you should. But it it's kind of runs against the grain. But at any rate, I, I, you know, listen, I'm nobody's right or wrong. It's my opinion. If I was going to a city, I wouldn't necessarily be considering carts unless if it was this unless it was the summer and I felt like a nice meal outside enjoying basking in the sun but right now i don't i'm just one who isn't into carts i'm sorry all the people have food carts out there but it's not something i would consider the best dining experience in portland well i i I hear i hear what you're saying and and um yeah it's it's been an interesting year in in portland i haven't really visited very many food carts and i'm not a food cart type of person anyway Although you visit the sun, but also um, let me back up, you know, to go to Matt's and sit at, uh, in that pod and there's, you're, you're covered right. and there's some heat and you're getting, you're eating Matt's right, right, right. barbecue. I mean, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm like kind of okay with Matt's on the list when I, and, and by the way, I don't, do the research, the support. So if there's a brand new food cart on the Eater 38, I'm not rushing out to to confirm that it's that good. So I'm not one to really talk. Right. So, but I just feel that way. I feel like, you know, it dawned on me when ringside was off the Eater 38 and there were five food carts on there. There's no way you're going to tell me that someone for coming in from out of town is going to enjoy all those five food carts more than they would enjoy ringside and it's not even on the list it, it fell off again it was on and it fell well, off I'll, so. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch for a sailor's old country kitchen which i've been to a couple of times i've probably been 30 40 times in my life much right. more reasonable than ringside but i i love sailor's old country kitchen right but and they've been there for years and they should they've probably never been on the they've list never right they're talked about but they've never been on the list and they they totally should be on the list. They've been there forever. I just went to the, uh, Renee and I went to the oldest restaurant in Paris and it's not on anybody's list anywhere. We just happened to find it. And it was, we loved it. Love, love, loved it, but it's not on nobody's list. So everything's subjective. And I've, I happen to feel longevity should count for something. And the next new thing is all everybody highlights and that's fine. Everybody wants to know what's new. But um, can we talk about what I just can we, can we talk about what's new at least this year? What's been kind of exciting? Yeah, I'm sorry, we probably turned off 
a bunch. I, you know, they didn't tune in to hear me pontificate. So, um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm pontificating because I have to tell you, I thought we were recording this tomorrow. And and when Court and I were doing the intro for this week's podcast, I said, I'm recording you tomorrow. And it turned out it was today. And I was like, I don't feel like doing this today. So now that I have you, I have energy and I'm glad because I didn't feel like I was going to have that energy. So you're here. Let's talk about what's new what? and what you've enjoyed. Oh, my God, the number of places. And then I want to get into a little pizza discussion. Well, actually, don't, that actually is part of the trend. One of the other trends is this is the year of pizza in Portland. We may be reaching peak pizza in Portland, Oregon. We've had a lot of pizza. We've had years. a lot of pizza this year. Uh, but No, we've had a lot of pizza years. So for this to be the peak... That's no, but that's significant. So many that opened this year. Uh, so, we can, you want to go there now, as opposed to we can talk about pop ups and residencies in a little bit because pizza was. Yeah, as long as we're on pizza, and I, I what I was going to say to you is, Gary, for my for Christmas and my birthday gift, which is coming up in a few months, I want to go on a pizza crawl with you. <laughs> in Port- okay, Portland, sure. Yeah, I want to try these bizarre every the pizzas you list are things I would never order. I want to try those. There, there, there. Like I said, there were a number of new pizza places that have opened in the last say thirteen months. Like No right. Saint, I they're one of my top. They're actually in my top ten pizza. Actually, we can start there. I actually have a new top ten pizza list, which in the country or in Portland. Portland. And there. Oh well, we did it last time, but you're you're updating. I'm updating it. it. All right. Then let's do at, it. At, no, at number ten, we have a tie with one new pizza place tying Cafe Ollie at number ten, and that's Grana, which is a new place on East Burnside and Twenty Eighth, right next to Whole Foods. Okay. I've only gone right next to what Foods? Whole Foods on Twenty Eighth. Oh, Whole East Foods. Burnside. I, I, oh yeah, that's right. I was just parked there the other day. I was at Flying Fish twice. I've only gone to Grana twice, once for lunch, where they do the folded pizza, and once for dinner. And I had did I have two pizzas for dinner? So I need to go again to see talk think to see about the consistency. But I really enjoyed my first couple of visits to Grana, which opened up. And where are they from? Let's talk a little bit about where these people uh, learn their where do these people get their pizza knowledge? I, actually I didn't know you'd ask that question. So I didn't know where Chris. That's okay. I, you asked me tons of questions I can't I, answer. So we're even. I know Chris Flanagan, who owns Grana, went to farmers. At least market, you know his name. Went to farmers markets to hone his craft, right? And you just want to learn okay. by. It's not like he came from a pizza background. It's not like he worked okay. or a pizza shoals. So nine is Pizza, pizza Thief, which has been in my top 10 in the past. I've heard of really? that. So I haven't been. So I'm just going to probably say I've never been to any okay, of these well, new ones. No, a lot of these aren't new. Uh, Scotty's right. is at eight, and that's the. Oh, I love Scotty's. They opened on Northwest 23rd, and I believe on North. Not I believe. I know on Northwest 23rd you can get slices. I'm not sure if on Division you can get slices, but I enjoy Scotty's. Uh, yeah, go to the Northwest 23rd location, which is the new one that opened this year. Okay. Number seven is a new one. And I've been maybe more than any other pizza place except for Pizza Jerk since it's down the street. And that's Mooka Pizzeria at number seven in downtown Portland. So is that the Mooka Osteria? Yeah, right next pizza? door. 
Okay. And I've tried maybe 12 pizzas from them. Not surprisingly, when they first opened, the pizzas were a little bit inconsistent. There'd be one fantastic one and one that needed some work. And and then, but the last time I went, which was just like six weeks ago, they nailed two pizzas. And two of the best pizzas I had this year in Portland were Muka Pizzeria. So they're at number seven. Well, just a quick question in the middle of this. Do you ever order just like a sausage and onion pizza or just a straight up margarita yeah the margarita is nice as as a form of comparison amongst different pizzas right and i i I tend to order sausage pizzas from a variety of places to compare that's my benchmark because i want to because i also want to know how the sausage is but you know i was surprised to learn in naples sausage isn't a thing on a pizza well in in new york there's two places i went to this year both in the top 10 in the country and top 30 in the world, Kesti and Ribalta, and I ordered sausage pieces from both places. Mm-hmm. My issues with, with both pizzas were the quality of the sausage. And, mm. okay. and those two places would not be in my top 15 in Portland, even though they're in the top 30 in the world. Okay. And number six, Pizza Jerk, my local pizzeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is he still doing a clam pie? I think so. Yeah, that was on. That was the thing I loved about it is that was just on the menu as opposed to a special thing once in a while, which can never get any traction. But yes, okay, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, I'm very glad to hear you say that, and I'm also glad to hear that I've been to a few. Number of five is a new place that you have not been to, and that's No Saint. No Saint. N O S A I N T. Two words. Yep. I I. The thing is, I've only con- I've only had one pizza from them. So here we go. So I, I have to admit, got to go back to see to see about consistency. But the one pizza I had, pear and sausage, is in my top one of my top twenty dishes of two thousand twenty three. Oh, that nice. pizza was so fucking good. Pear and sausage at No Saint. Okay, I am writing that down because I'm off. Are they open for lunch? No, I need no, lunch places. Too. A lot of these places are not. Some are. But yeah, are. I need lunch places. There, actually, a lot of these places are open for lunch. Um, but No Saint is not one of them. But the next one is Hoppa Pizza at number four in Beaverton, Oregon. How do, how's that, how's that spelled? J-P-A. Oh, Hoppa. Okay. And they also made my top 20 dishes, of pe- my top 20 favorite dishes of Portland list. And they have a fuck pizza. They do. They do. How is that? What are the, how is that made? Like a pho. I mean, it has it has pho ingredients on a pizza. They have a Tom Young pizza that you have the, you know, you have the the, the ingredients, the unique ingredients, the Asian ingredients for that one too. They're they're very. It's I love the creativity. That's one reason they're as high as they are, and their dough is actually. See, I thought you go there, and I thought okay, it's cool toppings, but the dough would be crap. And the dough is actually mm-hmm. impressive. I went up to the owner and said, listen, I, I, your dough is fantastic. There's another place on Sandy Boulevard that's a curry fusion pizza place that, I, again, it, it looked really creative, but the dough wasn't good. The toppings weren't good. The, 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 the chicken was flavorless. So to make to do the, the fun, creative pizzas are great, but you have to execute. I'm yeah. I agree. You can't just be, you can't just be weird for the sake of being exactly. weird. Exactly. 
And then the top three are, they're stalwarts. They're OG. I'm sure you know, you probably know my top three. And um, Lovely. I could I could guess. Yeah. Yes. Lo- let me okay, do. Okay. Lovely's, Ken's, and a pizza right, show. that order. Three, two, one. Yes. All right. I, I went back to Lovely's a few weeks ago. I hadn't been since middle of last year. And I had some slightly off pizzas last year, a little bit inconsistent. So I was a little worried. It, it, before going, it, it had fallen to like number five. But after going... Mm. After going a few weeks ago, it's back at number three. Um, you know, you need to have a board right at the burnt. Take down the the uh, old town, the the Portland sign. Yeah, and it needs to be Gary's lists that just change top pizzas, top pop ups, pop. You know, top. We that's what would be more. Uh, valuable to everybody in Portland to see your list, and then you could sit at home on your computer and fucking update them. Like, click and just how fun would it be to move Lovelies from five to three well, I've, I've, and feel satisfaction? I've actually that. got a top ten, a new top ten Portland restaurant list. Right. Well, you got that, but I'm just saying no, there I needs to be, you know, like the, know like the beer, the beer lists. You got to have it di- in digital form. Oh, I hear you. But I, I, I like I, I prepared it just for you. Like I'm thinking, oh well, I, I, if he wants it, people ask me for it. Now I, I want it. Talking. All right, so we've done the pizza, and I'm just curious because we've really focused a little bit on Ken's in the past month. We had uh, the new owner Peter uh, since since yeah. So we have had him, and then we had uh, Alan who started Ken's, and now you know has rally. Too. So, um, who started with Ken? So, we've done a lot of discussion about Ken's pizza. So, I'm curious. You got a number two. Uh, that's just as good to me as number right. one because you know you're not going to knock off Shoals very easily. I mean, that's always a that's a call. Do you like that style or this style the better? Thing, so. The thing is, a pizza Shoals and Ken's are one and two, and there is a, to me as much as I love Lovelies and had a great meal a few weeks ago. There is a gap between a pizza shoals, Kins, and, and the rest of the group. They they're tier one, right? And so, so Kins has it remained as? Would you know today if you went in that it was the same place that it was five years ago? Has it changed at all? I kind of think it's a little better, and I don't know why. I just feel it's like I I liked it prior, but I like it even more now. Why? Oh. I don't know. It could be just. I, I love Ken. I love Ken Forkish. I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I just more. It, it it speaks to me more now. But the only reason I don't go more often now is because of the publicity and the lines. Yeah, I just hate lines. Well, then you and I can go there because Peter invited me to let him know, and. You and I can go. I think I don't know. I don't know if he was saying, "Let me know," and you can go wait online, and I'll call you well, when your know. table's I, ready. I, I, I thought he was saying, "I thought he was saying, let me know, and we'll sit down." He was going to sit down with me, so he's not going to go wait online. Four forty-five so. p.m. is is fine. Like on a weekend, right? Four thirty. You don't have to get there. For, I got got there four thirty once. I didn't get there four thirty. That's when I used to say you go to Toro Bravo four forty-five, right. and then you can actually get in. Yeah, four forty-five also worked at Yawaro at two days ago so i mean okay well now we know how to pronounce that 
yeah, I, I, I thought, okay, I need to get to Yawarwa early, 4.30, and I was just sitting there alone. But but by 4.45, people started coming. So 4.45, right, right. that. Okay, so we've done the pizza. Do we want to just do your top 10 restaurants, or are you going to do some other things, no, and we'll hey, save that let's, for last? Let's, let's do top 10 Portland restaurants, a new list. Ready? Yeah, but how do you do top 10 Portland restaurants and then go and do the uh, pop-ups or whatever we're calling them this year? Yeah, pop-ups and residencies. Let's blow through those. Now, I think the the disclaimer on these is they people, if they're listening yeah. to this in three or four months, they may not be there anymore, correct? You are correct. And, and the, if they're pop-ups, they move around. We don't know where, where they'll be and what date and what what location they can move around. Well, so what I would do if I were you, and I assume you can – is list let's list the the pop-up or the residency and the chef because they change their names too so if someone wants to google the chef no i've very rarely seen that i i've never seen that where they change the names i don't i've never seen them change the names as far as i know okay okay well they do new things that's for sure can you give me an example oh well how many times did patrick mckee change what he was doing he had his SDs and he and then it melded into Dane. Right, but I'm just saying it changed. So um, yeah. we got Astra Duality, which was named one of the twelve eaters twelve best new restaurants in America. And and that's your that was your question. Is it a restaurant? Should it you know I'm I'm just, I'm happy that they're on the list. I'm ecstatic. I, I want Johnny and LB, the chef owners of Astro to win as many awards as humanly possible and i and i i love them and i love their food so okay um so then we are saying i need to get them on the podcast i need some little help with who i should have on the podcast they're great these days with this two of them okay. i thought you had you need two micro oh it, with this it's fine you could be two people sitting in front of a computer and talk i i like one if i can well like the most the one who's the most night most talkative, I guess. The problem with two, I'll just say this. It's fine. But the problem with two is that they got to be a couple. Yeah. Because if they're just running the restaurant together, I don't want that. Because it's not really about the restaurant. So I, I can't talk about two disparate disparate backgrounds very easily. Um, so the podcast is not really about the restaurant. Well, of course, we talk about it, but I'd rather talk about people's backgrounds before they even open the restaurant and what their experiences are with the restaurant. So that's my issue with two. If they're a couple, yeah. um, then it's a little easier. But then I also find they step on each other. I'll ask a question and then oh, one oh, starts. Oh, no, no, you go. You well, go. That you go. Happen. I don't know about that. Yeah, so it happens. All right. That's that little editorial. Javelina. Javelina has so far only been at Markella, but we'll see if they move around. Oh, I think that, again, I think they will eventually move around. Javelina is from Chef Alexa. And on Instagram, his handle is Mr. Hospitality. They're also a couple. And it's Native American comfort food. So they I have they use fry bread in a number of dishes. So, and... I when I went to the Javelina first day, first seating, I had Sonoran hot dog. I had um they called it Indian Indian tacos. N D N Indian tacos. So why do they call it Indian tacos? Because that's what they call it on their reservation. They they, they told me. 
So okay, it's Native American comfort food, really enjoyable. Javelin. That sounds interesting. That's something I've never had. Um, yeah, I want to try the. They call it the powwow burger, and they also have a squash boat that I heard was good from other people. Nice. Uh, one of my favorites uh, pop ups is machetes, and it's it, if you look on my Instagram post. Recently, which today is what day? So I posted it on December 13th. There's this the first picture in my best 20 dishes in Portland this year is from Machetes. And there was this chicken tinga Machetes. It covers two separate plates. It's about the length, it's about two feet long. Oh, I saw that. Yes. And I've seen that before. Right. And the one nice thing about Machetes, and I didn't do this, they'll, they'll have like six different fillings, right? And you can, you can get three different fillings, as many as three different fillings per machete. I decided not to do that, but oh, I like that, right? And I don't like so. Yeah, when I when I order enchiladas, I like two, three different en- two or three different enchiladas or tacos. That's what's great about this. I don't like the same one. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's fun. They're fun. It's Diego. yeah. Well, they look like machetes. That's why they right. that's why they named it. Yeah, that, so. McKenna and Diego are the chef owners of machetes. All right, and. One pop up will not be around until next summer, and that's. But I enjoyed it so much. I went like five or six times when it was open during the summer. Paradise Hamburguesas at Wero. Okay, did you ever, you didn't go? Had you heard? You no, but I mean the hamburguesas period at at Guero were fantastic when I've had them. So this is just a whole separate thing, right? With four different hamburguesas plus many other things. Side dishes, things like that. It was really fun, enjoyable. The is it the same folks? Yeah, or is it a well, different? Uh, good question. Um, well, Megan's Mega Sanchez, the owner of Wero, was behind Paradise Hamburguesas, but she had a team okay. outside. It was actually a food cart in the back of Wero, okay. and it lasted during the summer. And I hope they will bring it back next season. Okay, so everybody look out for that. At least, I guess they would have an Instagram, and then you'll Ooh. see. You get a notification. Kim, Kim Gio at Mosaic Tap House, at residency. Mosaic just opened last month. And Kim Gio mm-hmm. is this Vietnamese, Vietnamese residency within, within Mosaic. And I had some of the best fried chicken I've had in a while. It was a Vietnamese fish sauce chicken wing, chicken fried chicken. Lovely, great. It was served in. It, I mean, it's very casual. So it's, it's not. Again, you may hate this. I, I wish it was served on a plate, but it's served in this. You know, even if you're sitting there drinking beer, they give you the takeout box, which I guess is nice. If you can't finish it, you can just close up the box and go home. But it would be nice to have plates. <laughs> it's not. I, I'm not going to bitch and moan about not having plates at Kim Gio. Well, I'm glad to hear you even mention it because I can't stand eating out of a box. I know. Oh, yeah, I know. I I was surprised when I got it, and it was a box. It was a takeout box. But that's fine. Yeah. I, uh, lastly, there's Lamina Pastry, which is a a pastry pop up that moves around Portland. It's been at um, this bookstore off of Thirtieth and Alberta, PDS PDX Good Books, and I think, but the, the pastries are wonderful. They, they've been doing like Queen Amans. They mm. did Pastelito last time. 
Um, some, they're doing something new called Sarah Bernhardt, which I've never had before. Apparently, a pastry called Sarah Bernhardt. Have you ever heard of that? No, Sarah Bernhardt. No, no. neither have I. But but mostly they're. I remember her from you know appearing on the Letterman Show a lot. That's Sarah Bernhardt, but this is Sarah Bernhardt. H a r d c. Oh, and I, I, I okay. it was, it's a pastry, I guess. And but they're doing Queen of Mons. I love the Queen of Mons. Really nice pastry pop up. Nice. And there's so many. Like I said, there's so many. Pop, there's so many pop ups and residencies I came that I've not even been to. Well, the residency th- is very interesting. A lot of breweries are doing exactly. that, so they don't have to run the kitchen. No, no so. exactly. That's that's it's breweries and bars. A lot of them are doing it. That's how. Right. That's how. Um, Ranch Pizza started because they be, they were inside Poison's Rainbow on north north on northeast twenty eighth way back mm-hmm. and this is pre pandemic and look what Ranch has become they must have six locations around Portland I didn't know that I've been I've been to the original one up there Decom. on what is that Decom that's the best one. Decom right yes I was gonna say where uh, Firehouse is I've been to the original. So yeah, it's been. Uh, Have you been up to Vancouver to rally at Victor Victor Twenty Three Brewing? No, I heard about. I I heard again, but I I have not been there. Okay, we could do that on a crawl. You you need me to drive you I over you there. Do. I I need you to drive. There's also Roost Brewing, I think, in Vancouver that also has a pizza uh, residency inside. That I heard okay. some of the best pizza in Port, uh, Portland, Vancouver area. Well, let's do. Let's include that. Let's go on a crazy six place crawl. I'm into it. I could eat six slices. Six is a lot, but we can try. Well, you can take some home too. Uh, have you been to any of the new? Have you been to any of the new restaurants this year? Any to the new restaurant? Well, other than you know, no. The places I've been are new to me, like Gato Gato and almost Hideaway and Con. Where have I? I know I've been to something new. It's not coming to mind. I should have thought about that before I, uh, before we came on. But no, I'm guilty of all of that. But you know, I've been to my favorites uh, a few times. Urdaneta. I like to go there. I, I you know, I'm I'm kind of like a Cheers guy. I like to go where I'm comfortable and I know people. Normally, I would have a ranked top ten best new restaurant list, but this year I don't. I have a restaurant of the year, a new restaurant of the year. Okay, I, so let's start at ten. Let's go. But, down. I, but it's not ranked. But these, and I don't even know if there's ten here. But I can tell you. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you say you had a top? No, 10? I, I said I, I usually would have a ranked top ten list, uh, but I, this year I don't because I just can't figure out after my restaurant of the year who's who, who, I, whatever. You know what? I think it's perfectly fine to have a top 10 and they're not ranked. I kind of like that because I always feel like rankings are completely subjective anyway. All all lists are subjective. Sure. Right. So if if you list something at four and someone else lists at six, uh, what's what's the difference? Really? Like it depends on what you ordered and who the server was. That's the difference. Sure. And I guess who's in the kitchen cooking your food that night. But I right, and the day that you had. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, but I still love, I still <laughs> love ranked lists. I, I, a chef friend of mine told me today. I know you do. Yeah, my my friend today said, "Where's your ranked list?" I said, "Listen, I don't have a ranked list this year." He said, "You're lying. You're lying." <laughs> well, you probably have it close. You're just not there. No, no I, yet. Li- I swear to God, this year I can't. I will never be able to rank this list. And 
my chef. Well, didn't you say you had a top? Or is that, are you talking about a difference between a new restaurant and just overall? I have a best new restaurant. Uh, the, I have a my favorite new restaurant of 2023. That's what I have. But after one, after that one, uh, I can't rank the rest. I just couldn't. That's and all right. So let's go through the nine, and uh, we, everybody knows it's not ranked. You can everybody can rank maybe, it where they want to rank maybe it. Maybe less than ten or more than ten. I don't know. But here, here we go. cut out your own slips of paper. Okay, and get, list what Gary's saying, and then you go to all of these, and then you come on the podcast, somebody else, and tell us what your ranking is. Okay, so here are my favorite new places, new restaurants, new residencies. Well, no, no res. There's no pop-ups, no residencies on this list. Although, my, right. my, my favorite pop-up residency of the year is Astral Astral at Duality, followed by Machetes, followed by Plum at Deadshot. So those are my favorite three pop-ups residency this year. I can rank those. One is Astral Duality. Two is Machetes. Three is Javelina. Those. Are, oh, excuse me. Plum, you said Plum. Plum. Plum at three. Javelina four. Okay. All those right. are my. Top four. Top four. Pop so, so these are – yes, okay. Go, now, what's the next – what list are we doing now? Are we – do you have a list of your top – still your top ten favorites that would include restaurants that have been around for a while? Yeah, we could do that at the end. Those are the top, okay, overall, yes, all right. top overall Portland restaurants. Okay, good. Let's let, let, let's. Where are we? We're at um, how many minutes? Forty-seven minutes now. That's fine. We got time, and and we may. You know what? I think I'm just thinking off the top of my head. That whole discussion up front, we just may move that at the end. So if people want to listen to that, they can. Okay, so this is new places that opened up in the last year, and they have to be restaurants. Here we go. Okay, this is. Well, I'll save my restaurant of the year until the end. Here we go. Right. My two my my first two are the best my favorite two new pizzerias in town. And I talked about them before. Mucha Pizzeria and Hoppa Pizza. They're amongst the okay. top ten new re- restaurants of the year. Then we go to Pesar. It's um sister its sister restaurant is Wajin, which has been around for a while, but it's Chinese Indonesian food on Alberta, Alberta Arts Districts, Pasar. Pasar. Um what what space do you know what used to were yeah what used to be there Cafe Vida which is used to be owned by Aaron Wu oh okay well that's right next to Urdaneta that's right next to Urdaneta right okay uh, Anum VL which is kind of a right. restaurant to Javier and Rose VL okay. some people may not even consider it new because it's an offshoot of both right Dawat Aishk which is an Indian restaurant in my neighborhood. Part of this is the reason I have this on the list because it's literally walkable for me. I, I love Indian food. The, I, I don't want to go. I'm sure there's probably better Indian food in Hillsborough and or the suburbs, but I'm not going to take six buses and three maxes to get out there. That's why lists are subjective. Right. Well, for me especially because part of it is – right. But that's one criteria that is important to you. Important and that's, to me. That that's why I said, like, people say, well, I get, you know, Gary said to go here, and it's not the greatest Indian food in the world. I never said it was great. But the 72 items in the menu <laughs> actually really good. I asked. 72. I How many of the 72 have you had? 20. All right, Gary. Then we have, <laughs> then we have the my favorite 
bar of the year with my favorite bar food of the year, new bar food, new bar, the Houston Blacklight from Tom and Ryan Duffley. Yeah, didn't that just get best new bar in town? Yeah, somewhere. But, uh, I, if I had, if I, I could have done it before then because it's been my favorite new bar since the open. So Houston Blacklight, go there. And now we have three Asian restaurants together. Um, can't separate. If someone said, which of these three do you like the best? I will say, I do not know. Do you know what three those are? Okay. Can you guess which three? Me? Yeah. No, I can't guess. I mean, no, I can't because they're new. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to throw those out there. Okay. What, fuck it? The, close. That's not new. No, no, you're close. It's Yawarwat. Yeah, yeah, Old that one, pronounce. yes. But I can't pronounce it, so I, I wouldn't have okay. said it. So, yeah, Yawarwat, Jeju from Peter Cho and Sunyung Park, and Xiaoye from um, Jolene, Chen, and Louis Lin. Those are the three. Okay. And they're all good. Xiaoye is a little bit more elevated, a little bit more fancy. Yawarwat is sweet, sweet salty addictive i couldn't stop i almost licked the plate Jeju is a bit more refined with the whole animal butchery barbecue program they're all very different but all fun i would advise all of you to go there chow ye in the hollywood district yeah yeah in montevilla and jeju i guess is in kerns in the old right the old and, Monotis- and how do you spell that is it j-e-j-u exactly Okay, I've seen it. You know, you have to hear things and not just read them, but or eat them. That helps. And my, Good. And my restaurant of the year of new restaurants of new restaurants. Uh, yeah, best new restaurant of the year is from Joel Stocks. Oh yeah, is Larange. Well, I'm glad to say I've been there. Oh, you've been so, there. Yeah, I've been there. I didn't know you've been there. What did you go there? Yeah, you see, yeah. I went. I went with Renee and we met, uh, we actually ran into Andre, who you know from Rodinetta, yeah. I would think. Yeah, I So we ran into him and his sister there. So that was a really, really nice meal. We were sitting with some guy who's like you, who was doing food around the country, yeah. and he happened upon Larange, but he wasn't as fun as you. Okay, well, he was, right. but he, he was, he was doing it too in it. I can tell you that. He, I think he was on his sixth restaurant that day. So. Oh. Impressive. Yeah, it was very impressive. But no, that food was great, and the atmosphere is great, and we love Joel. And what's his partner's name? Well, he's he's. There's two other people involved, and they own Golden Cluster in Ovum. It's John House and Jeff Beer. Jeff, who I was thinking of. Yeah, Jeff Beer, John House, and Joel Stocks. Right, we were having a nice conversation with Jeff, and And Joel is. Joel's the nicest guy in show business, too. Among them, there are a lot of good guys in Portland, but I really like Joel. And they have a really strong kitchen team. Any of the three chefs, including Joel, could have, could run kitchens. Nicholas Duff used to be the sous chef at Coquine, and Ben Shaw used to run La Luna. Oh, there's some and they're all friends with, with Joel. So it's a really strong kitchen team. It's just the three of them plus Michaela. Who, who has her family has a food cart in the Hollywood District Rose City Food Park, Chochu Local. Okay. So she's she's a 
the least experienced, but she's she does front and back of the house. She's great. Love Larange. They, it, my dish of the year is from Larange. It's a pig's head dish. Not just new dish of the year or from a new restaurant. It's my overall PDX dish of the year. Is All right. I don't think that was on the menu when I was there, but I'm not 100% sure special. that's what I would order. It was special. Yeah, it was a special. So Okay, there we go. New rest. And I'm glad I'm glad for them. I'm glad it for me, yes, it's a new restaurant. Absolutely a new restaurant. So um and uh I'm feeling a little better that at least I've been to year number one. I'm a little bit surprised you went because you're not in town very often. I just didn't think I don't know. I I made I wanted to go. So listen, when I want to go somewhere, I make plans to go but also i'm my uh my relationship status has changed not that i want to go into it so i'm looking for opportunities to get out a little more because you know renee and i would spend time out here at the coast it's kind of nice uh but so anyway some weekends i might want to get out a little bit more i'm going i'm actually going to cafe rowan uh saturday night but that will have been in the past when this actually runs but this coming Saturday night with my friend Wendy. Oh, We're Wendy. Going to Cafe hi to Wendy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ready for my – this is a, a new list. I worked on it just for you. Top 10 Portland restaurants. Oh, man. I'm impressed, and I, I'm flattered, I should say. And no one's heard this list, top 10 list, at least this version. Uh, it hasn't really right. changed that much in the last year. But I, I, well, that's, that's good. I want to know how much it would have changed in the last five years. Uh, a lot because some of these places, yeah. no, all these, you no, know, it, it, it would have changed. Some of these places wouldn't have been around. Right, I'm going to guess Coquine's on it. The reason Coquine's not on the list is because I have, I just haven't been there since the pandemic began, so they're incomplete. So I've not, they're not on. All right, they're not on the top ten. So okay, number ten, new restaurant. Here yeah. we go, Larange sitting at number ten. Number ten. Number nine, Gato Gato. Wow, I really like Gato Gato, and I didn't think I was going to. I'm not, you know, those kind of spices are not necessarily my thing. I love Gato Gato, and I took friends there. Speaking of, you know, not being in Portland that much, I had friends f- come in from British Columbia. They had one, we had one dinner we could have in Portland. We just drove into Gato Gato and drove right back out. So, Almost four hours round trip just to have dinner there, and everybody was very happy that we did. My last meal at Gato Gato was the night of the James Beard Awards, and I went with my niece and her friend Kyla. And so it was. And the the announcements have hadn't been made. Gregory and Khan hadn't won for best new restaurant, and Vince had not won in, uh, for best chef Northwest until I was at Gato Gato eating dinner and watching it on my phone with Kyla and Maddie. Oh, God, God. Very cool. Number nine. Number eight, Ken's Artisan Pizza. Okay, good. They'll be glad to. And I'm sure Peter will be glad to hear this. Seven, a pizza Schultz. All right. Uh, six, Oma's Hideaway. Thomas Pisha Duffley and Mariah Pisha Duffley. T- two in the top ten. The only places that with two from the same group. And you like Oma's better than Gata Gata. I do. I, I, I I've only been there for lunch. And would, does that count as new? That does not count that as new. Count. That was last that year. Not, that oh, was pandemic. That's 2021. 
Right. It was new to me, so I went for lunch and I loved it. It was great. Five is a place that I ha- it, it wouldn't be on this list, but I went this year because I, I hadn't been since the pandemic. So it would have been incomplete, but I went back this year, had had another meal there, and it was fantastic as always. Do you know what I'm talking about? Number five. Mm. It's an OG. Mm. It's been around forever. I Like I said, I hadn't been there since the pandemic began. Uh, they're always so consistent, and they continue to be consistent. Consistent. No, who is Ox, it? number five. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I wouldn't argue with that. I could you one could always argue Ox is a consistent bat. I you know cleanup hitter. Right. <laughs> they're almost at if you know, if they were number four, they'd actually be the cleanup hitter. Right, but in the top, yes, up there, lead off. I could lead off with Ox. I could tell people to go to Ox if they had one night in Portland. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, four Hanok with their Gimbop this year was my favorite Hanok venue since the start of Hanok. Gimbop is like okay. you no, know, it's like um, it's like kind of like sushi or hand rolls. And uh, mm-hmm. Hanok Gimbop moved it Hanok to number four on my list. And I'm just curious. How much of that is because you're fr- friends with Peter and Son, and if you left them off, that would be terribly awkward for you to um, be hanging out with Do you them. see Toki in my top 10? You do not see Toki in my top 10. Okay. All right. That explains that. I'm just curious. And I want to give you a little hard time. And No, but you're, you're right. I mean, actually, the top... <laughs> Your top restaurant is going to be the same thing, so right, I know yeah, that. Well, actually, the, t- the top one... <laughs> Again, people can say, Gary, you're biased. My top four restaurants are all my closest friends. Okay. So, right. I know. But you hey. know what? So, is it a chicken and the egg thing? Yeah, you Did you become their closest friends because you are. Yeah. You asked uh, me this last time. You, yeah. Pardon me? You asked me? me this last time. And you're right. The chicken and the egg. Yeah. So, yeah. I love Peter and Son. They're at number four. You know who number three is because another good friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to call up in my mind. Uh, one or, I know you're thinking of potentially what you have two options that you're thinking of. Well, it's Gregory is one is going to be there, but it's not Gregory. So, um, uh, oh, Notoguro. Close. Three is Berlu. Oh, yeah, Vince. Yeah, no, no, no. Those are easy. I'm sorry. I just spent The thing about Berlue is it's been announced that Vince has quit doing his tasting menu, but I don't know if that's that right. done. We'll see. But right now, if, if Vince wasn't doing – if literally if, if the tasting menu wasn't available right now, I Berlue wouldn't be at number three. So yeah. Right. Okay. Well, he's got – he, let's see Let's see where the dust settles after being a father that's for a exactly while. That's exactly right. What's you don't gonna know what's going to happen. There? I mean, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Right. Two is right. Khan, Gregory Gordet. Oh, I thought that was going to be your number one. So now we know your number one. It's, but it, 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 number one's been number one for a while. I mean, and no one can argue that it, it's so good. I mean, the consistency, right. the it's it, it's it's always so very very good. And one, I I need to get back there. It's just. It's, uh, yes, I need to. And I love those two. I'm, They're two of my favorite people, Ryan and Elena. My main, so. You know what my main criticism is of Nota Girl? The reason I don't go more often is not the cost. It's, it's, it's actually... Uh, that's it for me. That's the stumbling well, block Well, there's actually, for me, a bigger reason, a much bigger reason. And it's because they don't start until 6.30 p.m. And I'm usually asleep by 6.30 p.m. Yeah. I... I 
Well, it's it's a it's actually a huge like I don't like going out past a friend a friend a very good friend of mine asked me tonight if, if I wanted to go out at six p.m. I said I can't I like I literally can't go out at six p.m. It's just too late. Is it the darkness? You like that? Is that your clock? Uh, you're you're half right. When it gets really dark early in the winter, it's a thing. I would prefer not to go out in the dark. If it were in the middle of summer, if it were like June twenty first. 21st. When, when, it, when, the, when the sun sets at 9.15 or 9.17, I would go out at 6 p.m. Okay. But, so, but I, listen, you used to, the, your reasoning, I always thought was that you had, you had your dad and you had to take care was, of him. Right. That, that, well, actually it was weird in the sense that I could, I, it was better for me to leave later after he goes to bed. So I would stay out later. I would stay out till one or two o'clock in the morning back in those days. Oh, and, right. and now it's just I like going to bed early. I don't want to stay. I don't want to leave after dark. I don't want to be out after dark because it's Portland. Well, I remember you used to come to my events long ago when I had events and when you were coming, and you'd pay you know 125 bucks and you'd leave after two courses because you wanted to get home, or you hated one of the people you were sitting with and couldn't deal with them well, that, anymore that, that and would just happen, stomp out. But again, I could either go, <laughs> go early and then. And then leave early and put my dad to bed. Then leave after that. No. Right. Yeah, there was the time. Yeah, there was the time that I can't remember. But you said something like, "I, I think I was either with you or we were going to go out." And you said, "I can't." And then I saw you on Instagram like an hour later, out with a bunch of people. And I thought, "What the fuck?" Well, that's because I don't like you. So that was. <laughs> oh, I've already. I already know that, but you like me enough to at least have this conversation. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you you don't like me enough to call me up and say, "Chris, I'm going out here. Do you want to go?" I don't that do that to anybody. I, well, that's well. No, you must. How how do you make uh, arrangements with Ryan and Elena and Vince? You're out with those guys all the time. How uh, uh, what call does, happens there that doesn't happen with me? Uh, sometimes it just happens. Well, for Ryan and Elena, we go out walking every two weeks. We try to. Okay. So they, they pick me up and they take me home and, you know, we go walking. We have. You, you know, I'll give you a ride. I've offered to take you out to the coast. Oh, that, no, I don't do that. I don't. Well, I know you won't, but I mean, I would take you to Beaverton or I'd take you to Vancouver. I'd take you somewhere in Portland to do a crawl. We, we did the, we did, we did two restaurants for lunch. Was that this year or last year? It was last. No, that was this year. That was Cafe Rowan for Lobster Rolls. It was earlier this year. We went to Cafe You're right. And then we went to the place on 82nd. Fortune Barbecue and Noodle House. There you go. That was this year. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been an interesting year in, in new restaurants. I think it's been a very good year. I A week ago, I was thinking, has it actually been a good year? Thinking about it, it, it it's been the best year since the pandemic began. You know, last mm-hmm. year you had Khan, and Khan just overshadowed everything, and it was like a tidal wave, it was a tsunami. I don't right. know if there was much depth in the new restaurants beyond Khan, and 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 this year we have more depth, and maybe that's one reason I can't rank anything past Larange. Well, you need a little more time. It's not even the end of the year yet, right? You, you you can spend a little more time. So, I have the question I have for you, and this is not this is off the top of my head, and would be off the top of your head. Where would you rank the food scene in 2023 versus, let's say, pre-pandemic? What I would think was like golden years in Portland, like 17, yeah. 2017, 18. I 
You know what? I went over Michael Russell's list of top 40 restaurants ranked. They did his last year was 2019. There's there's mm-hmm. only been 14 restaurants that have closed. I think if I counted right, if I remember the name uh, the number correctly, I think there's only been four, 14 restaurants that have closed from that 2019 list. Okay. Well, so 14 would have had to have replaced it. So are the ones that have replaced it better than the ones that closed? That's the problem. I, what's missing is some of the restaurants that closed that I really, really loved. Like Castagna was my, may, may have been my favorite restaurant in Portland. Right. That closed. But OK Omens is OK. I just went there recently and loved it. It was fantastic. But I, I was reminiscing with Justin a few days ago about how much I love his food at Castagna. And he would do special meals for me. We would plan and collaborate. He, collaboration is too strong of a word. I would say, can we do a salmon dinner? And he would buy a whole salmon and make 20, me 21 different dishes of salmon. Oh, shit. And it would be just me. But yeah, I mean, it was... It, it was it was fun for him, I think he said it was fun for him to to be creative and not worry so much about what other people think other than me because it's just me and he knows what I like what I don't like so he could just have fun and just be playful and creative. Well, of course that's going to be your favorite restaurant. He's cooking specially for you a zillion courses. And, um, uh, the other- but how come OK Omens doesn't make your list? Because I thought it was fantastic. I, I like OK Omens, but it's 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 just not Castagna, and I, because I just love. Well, I know, but you just you just reeled off okay, a couple so of well, one list that would have been relevant. Off, okay, you you're going to include OK Omens. What do you knock off of my top ten? Oh, I I can't tell okay, you well, that. But I'm just, that's the, that's, all right, but so the, then I would say if you had a top fifteen, would it have been in the top fifteen? My top fifteen is pretty strong. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, number and oh yeah, Cole Fast is gone. Another place, right? I, I think Atala was one of the best Spanish casual restaurants in America. Not just yeah, it was in America. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good year for Portland food. Yeah, good. But I've also that is exciting. I've had great meals outside of Portland. Oh, so that I was going to ask you that: Are you back to traveling a little? You are back to traveling, but are you back to international travel? I, I won't travel internationally for the time. I just don't. I don't feel like traveling internationally at this time. Okay. But I traveled a lot within the United States and at least for a little while would continue to do so. But Denver, Denver was surprising. My my meal of the year was in Geyserville, California at Cyrus. So, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a good is there, is there ever a chance you'll do a trip to New York and then I can come meet you and drive you out to New Haven? For um, pizza. Yeah. Pizza. Yeah, for pizza. And lobster rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what 20, 2024 will, will hold. Right. And I also don't I don't know if you want to spend a whole day with me. I, that's the feeling I get. You, I think we could have fun. And we could go to a Mets game. Mets Braves. Let's plan it around Mets that. Braves. You don't like going to games, though. I don't like really going to games. Yeah, you love baseball. Well, I, I'm giving up the go. regular season after what happened last year. I just don't care about regular season anymore. It doesn't matter. Regular season doesn't matter. Yeah, just, with the playoffs. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. What's the point of you watching a hundred? Well, but so you've obviously maybe gotten a glimpse of the fact that City Field has some of the best ballpark food in the country. How would I get a glimpse? Unless you. T- 
Well, I don't know. You probably there have been lists around. I, I, I City Field is always up there. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't pay attention to ballpark food or food. I know, but that would be fun to go to a go to a, a Braves Mets game with you. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, and it's right near the airport. That's oh. usually how I do it. I've been Guardia? to since I've lived in Oregon. I've probably been to a dozen Mets JFK? games at City Field. JFK? Pardon JFK? me. JFK. Yeah, it's right near JFK. So if you go to a Sunday, I don't love day games, but whatever. Sunday day game starts at one o'clock, is over at about four. The direct flight, uh, the JetBlue flight from JFK takes off at about 7.30. It's perfect. Oh, 7.30 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gets in here, gets in here at about 11.30 at night and or even earlier, 10, 10.30. So um, that's the way I, I have been doing it recently. And uh, it's fun. I, I, I enjoy it. We just had the best time ever. This, um, I, I, I finagled our way from the cheap seats right down to right behind the dugout. It was really fun. So um, good experience down there. Well, too bad they suck this year. Yeah, it's okay. It's all going to come back. We're gonna, it'll be all well, right. He has, uh, he has unlimited resources. Yeah, but so even with like Yamamoto, it doesn't mean he's going to get him. Even if he'll pay him more, that guy wants to wear pinstripes. Mark my words. Uh, 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 you know, Yankee pinstripes. He could go to the Dodgers. Dodgers only paid she- Shohei like $2 million a year. In I know. It's, Although they- it's not, well, I read an article about that. It's not as shady as it looks. Well, his CBT is $46 million, So it's $46 right, exactly. against the cap. All right. So people, listen, I would love to do that, but people listening to this, there's probably about 2% of people who even know what we're talking about. Okay. Well, we're done. We're done. Thank you. It's been fun. That's it. We've got all the lists. So, um, so when can we do a pizza crawl? I'm going to try to, I'm going to try if I, oh, and I, I want to make a, uh, oh, I want to make a bet on where Yamamoto is going to end up. And then this last time I won the bet, right? I, you bought me lunch. Yeah. So I want to make a bet where one of us has to – so that you have a chance to win that bet. I, I don't have a good feeling. I, I mean, he could end up with the Mets. He couldn't, he couldn't end up with the Yankees. He couldn't end up with the Dodgers. He could end up with San Francisco Giants. I have no idea. I don't think he's going to end up with the Giants. But, okay. okay. I, I mean, a lot of Japanese in, in San Francisco, he may feel most comfortable then. I don't know. I, I'm not willing to make a bet because I just don't know. I have no edge. All right. A lunch bet on anything. You got anything else you want to make a bet on? What what other restaurants are up for something? No, I don't want to bet on that. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. Oh, that Burdell is one of the finalists. Oh, I don't want to bet on that. I was going to say Burdell from Oakland <laughs> finalists for best new restaurants in America. I was gonna, I was, I was willing. Cause that's that is my favorite new restaurant in America. Is Burdell's in Burdell in Oakland? But I was All just right. there last week. Is there any way you can arrange for me to be on any of Padma's TV shows to like hang out with her for a little bit? That's what I want to do. I love Padma. Oh God. She is the best. I was just, I just caught on to taste the nation the other night. Oh God. That's so fun. Well, why can't I be one of those people? (laughs) Me too. Thank you, Chris, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. And happy new year. 
and um, let's let's break some bread in 2024. We'll, if we we'll do can. pizza crawl, maybe in February. We'll month. Do, I would love I would love that. If nothing else, anything, and start with a pizza crawl, and maybe we can do something okay. else. But um, but uh, that would be great. Let's try to do that in January. I'm gonna. Are you around in January? I should be. January might work out. I think it may work out. Yeah. Okay. Early February. All right. So where are you going? Uh, where are you going to eat this weekend? I may go to Astra Duality for the last brunch. Oh, okay. The last brunch. So it's not only the first, but it's the last. At least for a while, they said sabbatical, a hiatus, whatever. For a while. All right. Okay. Hey. I thank you, Gary. I appreciate it. Thank you. Very much, and thanks for dealing with a little technology issue uh, to start up. Um, The Scotch, I think, did a nice job of uh, chilling you out a little bit. Thanks. All right. Take care. Okay. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Thank you.